You're fucking around. It's Wild Style Radio. Wild Style Radio. Hey, welcome to the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. Coming to you live from the Salisbury Center Studios in Manassas, Virginia, on the Wild Style Network, fueled by Monster Energy. I'm Kev, here with my bud Whisk. Woo-woo! How's Back it going? in the saddle again. Back in the saddle again. Yes. Live on a Wednesday. Live on a Wednesday. How's it going? Um, you know, pretty good. Like, we're, we're talking a little bit of an upcoming show in the sense of the local Palooza. Yep. Like, Lo- now that we're approaching July and the J- July 22nd show, which is featuring Jimmy's Chicken Shack as its headliner, along with 11 other acts. So, a dozen acts happening that day. Big day here. Going to be very exciting. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah. It's going to be a great day of music and... Uh, and uh, we're on the show today. We're going to be joined by Jimmy Haha of Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Trying to get him in, man. We were a little late kicking off. So if you're watching live, because I know the live event invite went out because we've become so much more vibrant on social media. Haven't that is we? true. And we're on TikTok now. And we're on TikTok now also. Thanks to Moss Iona. Thank you, Moss. Yeah, we've got a shout out to Moss Iona, who is our, our quasi teenage publicist that has like uh, done leaps and bounds in terms of getting the stand up and shout rock show message out. Yes. There he is in the back of the studio hiding out, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So we're on TikTok, So you can follow us at stand up and shout rock show on TikTok. on TikTok. Same uh, as on uh, Facebook. Got to confess, man, I have never been on TikTok up until this moment. No. Have you? I have. Really? Yes. I have a house full of TikTok fans. Yeah. So yeah. I'm constantly being passed links to videos of stuff that my family's been <laughs> looking at on TikTok. I've witnessed that. Like I've witnessed people going through the, the, the reels, I guess. Are they reels? I guess the reels are not on TikTok. They're on Facebook or they're, is that a, a shared term? Everybody's nodding their head that they're called reels. <laughs> so we're going to go with reels. Um, Instagram is the reels. That, that's the social media publicist, Moss Iona, that just chimed in and said Instagram is the reels. But I've also um, taken a look at uh, Adam and the Metalhawks, their TikTok yes. page. Oh, so man, yes. most of their stuff is posted on TikTok. So after having them here. They're behemoths. They're beasts yep. on TikTok. They are. Mm-hmm. Huge following. So, yeah, one of the uh, videos that we got posted was a share of snippets of that interview with them. Yeah, we've had a lot of great interviews. I mean, we're kind of, Kevin, at the six-month anniversary. We're at our half-year anniversary of our Stand Up and Shout Rock show. That is true. You know, run. And I'm that right. So, like, as we're figuring this out, as we're figuring out TikTok, right, we're figuring out how to get the good stuff out because we've recorded a lot of great stuff already. We have. A lot of great conversations. So, like, I think, you know what I mean, in the early, early days, we're still in the early days, but in the very early days, we didn't have a grasp on how to get the message out. So we'll keep getting those interviews and those conversations that we've already had out because they're, you know, you don't want to miss them. Yeah. And, you know, just after our last episode, a couple Wednesday, a uh, couple Wednesday nights ago, we did the, uh, the, the spotlight on metal night here. Yeah. And we had some great conversation in the studio that night with uh, a couple of long. bands. It was a long day. It was a long day, <laughs> but, uh, couple of really really energetic new bands from around this area yeah. joined us and yeah. uh that was that was fun seculos i've finally gotten used to saying that there word you go i'm not saying sepultura <laughs> I'm saying seculos well you can it just wouldn't be right right 
and uh, Conjure. Conjure was, yeah, they, man, those guys were a lot of fun. They were, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, ton of energy, mm -hmm. put on a good show. We and learned then, that demons come from New Zealand. Demons do come from New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Age of Ruin was with us as well. Of so. course. We did a solid hour with Age of Ruins in yep. our bottoms up edition of Metallica rankings. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the other video that got posted this week was our What, what Are the Odds on the Foo Fighters? What Are the Odds on the Foo Fighters? So, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Rehashing a lot and because those conversations are still very valid. We're seeing how they play out, seeing how our odds come to fruition. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I mentioned before we went on the air, you know, I was helping move my daughter out of her apartment over this past weekend. So I flipped on the radio mm. and in two different instances, about 20 minutes apart, both on uh, 98 Rock, which is the radio station out of Baltimore yeah. here. And then DC 101, they played Rescued within oh, 20 nice. minutes of each other. Nice. So, and I don't usually There's listen that to the radio. One song. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So it's clearly in heavy rotation on uh, AOR rock radio. Yes. And but, it's number uh, one on rock radio. It, yeah. Yeah. There. We're just waiting for it to get billboard, classic billboard number one. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Cool. But, but yeah, so, uh, you know, a couple live shows we attended this past weekend. Yes. We'll bring up the one that I was at, which was the Lynch Mob. Yes. Which was a great show. Yeah. Um, Gavin Evick, the Gavin Evick band opened that show. Opened they, the show. And they were highly energetic and entertaining as always. And, uh, and then George Lynch, which I enjoyed because I think I mentioned it on a previous show. I hadn't seen him since Monsters of Rock in 88. Wow. Wow. So <laughs> that's a long stretch. Very much so. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he did a good mix. He did, they have a new album, that, which they announced the release date during that show. So it's October the 23rd. Mm -hmm. They release a new album called Babylon. Mm -hmm. Played a couple of tracks off of that mm -hmm. and uh, mixed in some of the older Lynch Mob tunes and some couple of deep track docking tunes. Mm -hmm. So it was a great show. I wanted George to join this show. I, I looked into that. He cost money. He was going to make us pay to talk to him. So, so we didn't, we but didn't. maybe, uh, you know, I, the gist I got was how much did it cost? I think he was looking for 2,500 to call in. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was, you know, the, the tally ho was only about half full. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were really, oh like, uh, yeah, it was, wow. I'm surprised by that. It, yeah. I was very surprised when we walked in, we, we came in right after Gavin's and the, his band went on mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it was decent crowd really thinned out after that. I think some of that had to do with the fact that Pete Evick was playing down the road. Yes. And, uh, a, well, I like that to me is like the hottest night of the year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not in terms of temperature, but in terms of just any type of activity. So, obviously, tons of live music events were yep. happening on the last the Saturday in June. Yeah. So, it thinned out a little bit after Gavin's band played, and you know, but George put on a great show. He was very energetic, engaging with the audience. Uh -huh. um, a lot of conversation, kind of talking about things. And there were a couple guys standing behind myself and our buddy Eric Magruder kept screaming every time there was a break, play sleepless nights, huh. play sleepless nights. Huh. And, uh, but they told it a really a interesting deep track. It's it, a docking yeah. deep track for those of you who don't know. Yeah, like, that's of, not a common song. Yeah. Off of back for the attack. Yeah. And so George actually told an interesting story because when he heard these guys, the first time they yelled that he started laughing at them. Uh -huh. 
and he turns and I guess the new singer in Lynch Mob, Gabriel Cologne, mm-hmm. uh, young guy, yeah, great voice, yeah, kind of you know uh, wide range, uh-huh. kind of could sing just about anything that they were doing, uh-huh. and uh, he laughed and he's like, this guy wasn't even born when that song was written, <laughs> and. Uh, so, you know, I think we know that as being on Back for the Attack. Yes. Which came out when we were, when we were in high school, uh-huh. 87-ish, 87, yes. 88. Yep. But then he told the story that, that he originally wrote that song back in 1979 wow. when he was in the band Exciter. Oh, wow. Which was wow. him and Mick Brown. Yeah. And then they left that band to form Dokken. Wow. And so they carried that song all that time and then put it out on Back for the Attack. Uh-huh. But it was not on the set list. It was not on the set yeah, list. Yeah, I was going to say, because I saw the set list. It was a good yep. set list, a yeah. good mix. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So uh, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Cool. So like, uh, did you have a, a preferred song on that set list? Uh, jump out? Was well, they a, played The Hunter, uh-huh. which was, I, you know. Deep docking. Deep, well, not as, as uh, old. Older. That was released as a single. Yeah. With a video. So, uh, you know, I thought the new stuff was cool, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, he played uh, three or four songs off of the Wicked Sensation album, mm-hmm. which was good. Mm-hmm. And then all the docking tunes were great. You know, when Heaven Comes Down, he played, they played It's Not Love. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know that I had a favorite tune, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just a great show. They were they were awesome. Right. And I love the Lynch Mob, but, you know, kind of listening to the songs that you're bringing up, I've always said that Dokken is a very underrated band. I think they had success, but with that being said... You know, they could have had more success. I've always enjoyed yep. the docking albums that were put out back in the day. And, and so, uh, yeah, like it's great to see. They're great to hear because we've had some mixed experiences going to, you know, more recent docking shows. So that's not Lynch, George Lynch and the Lynch mob. Right. The actual, you know, kind of like where Don Dokken is kind of sitting right now and his ability to continue performing, you know, is, is slowed up you know, so to speak. Sure. It's not as strong as it used to be. Well, and I was reading today, I think it was on ultimateguitar.com that mm-hmm. he's actually releasing a new album this wow. coming year. I, I think I've, yes, I remember hearing that too. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Right. Spoken word? <laughs> it might be. Bill Shatner? Yeah, a little. In the style of? Yeah, I'm not sure he can sing, at least not the way he used to, but right, right. You know, maybe a little AI thrown in there. And, <laughs> you know, may sound like 88 again. Uh-huh. We haven't done the AI segment in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so we want to take a little break and see if we can get Jimmy Ha Ha on the line. Sounds good. See what happens, you know, over the next couple minutes and hopefully come back with another visitor. Yeah. Maybe. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back on the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. Welcome back to the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. Coming to you on the Wild Style Network. Fueled by Monster Energy. There you go. And RVRepairBear.com. Our friend. Yes. At RV Repair Bear. (laughs) All right. So it's just the two of us. We don't have that song queued up, do we? <laughs> little just the two of us. Yeah. So we, we've got the APB out on Jimmy Ha Ha. We so, are. Uh, We're missing you, If Jimmy. any of you know him, We're missing can you. find him, tell him he needs to call us. Waiting for you. But uh, in the hey, meantime. We have, we have a phone number, right? Yeah. We, we put out Zoom, but hey. You're right. You can call. What, what's, what's the phone number? 
855-77-WILD. Oh, 855. So, Jimmy or anybody, anybody from the shack, 855-77-WILD with a Y. With a Y, not with an I. So, in the meantime, you know, we, we had a story. I think Scott's going to bring it up here on the screen. Uh, we were going to talk about this a couple weeks ago. We're always talking about the live music experience. Yes. You yeah. know, like that's something that we emphasize, you know, and in the spirit of Jimmy Haha and the local blues event on July 22nd. That's what we're kind of continuing to talk about. Right. So like um, we know our approaches to live events, like what we do when we get there, right? When you walk in, like what's one of the first things you do after your ticket's scanned? Well, maybe go to the bathroom. <laughs> so but if okay, not, when you after you've made yourself comfortable, <laughs> then then checked out the merch. We we check out the merch and then right. then we go to the bar. We tend to get a beverage, right? True. That's usually a a, a time modern pattern to the approach of a music event, which usually comes it's the on only the, responsible thing to <clears throat> only responsible thing to do. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because the irresponsible part is all the beverages we consume before we go. <laughs> but. So, you know, this article has been out on a couple of different online uh, portals. Yeah. Talking about how the Gen Z generation. We're not Gen Zs. We're Xs. We are Xs. We're like two letters ahead of this. We're, we're not soft. And uh, Mr. Salisbury there, the, the voice of Salisbury. It'd be interesting to hear his take because he Absolutely. is the, the club owner on this conversation. Yep. You know, he's the one making the money off the beverages that we're purchasing. Yeah, so, you know, the headline kind of says, Gen Z drinking habits are killing concerts. Yeah. And and really talks about the fact that the Gen Zers are not following the pattern that I just described. Correct. They may be going, coming in and going to the bathroom after they've had their ticket and then <laughs> checking out the merch and then just simply walking down to the seats. Now it and does trying to sneak vapes in. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say there might have been other it, it, substance choices correct. that they're imbibing in. It, it does allude in the article uh -huh. that yes, there may be some pre gaming going on, right? And that they're being more frugal, right? And not choosing, which you know, some of the bigger venues we go to, it, it's it's a little pricey, yeah. Um, you know, but um, or yeah, other substances of choice, right? They may right. be maybe imbibing it as you said so um thoughts uh, yeah i mean it obviously a part of the money that goes into the concert industry is fueled by alcohol and monster energy also as well monster energy our sponsor true I had to throw that out there then you know right exactly it's got so, yeah. slacked on the cheers thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so like I, I think the one thing that we keep talking about too is ticket prices and the escalation of ticket pricing yep. and that going up. So if you're losing money and in income and other revenues in other places, such as album sales, and then add in an event such as then beverage sales or other consumables that are not being purchased, then I think that maybe there's that focus to then raise the ticket prices because that revenue stream has to continue. Yeah, that's sort of the chicken and the egg argument. Right. Are you raising prices on tickets because they're not drinking, or are they not drinking because ticket prices are going higher? That's very true, too. Ticket prices are going... Basically, the general format for years was always trying to uh, price the tickets so that you can pay the band, and then you make your money off of the bar and food. Right. That's how a lot of the clubs operated. Now, bands are getting more expensive. Yeah. Uh, everything's getting more expensive. And 
that scenario is harder to work out. So if if the club is going to stay open, it's got to make money somewhere. Sure. So it's got to raise ticket prices if they're not going to come in and buy food and drinks at the bar. So it's you know one way or the other. Right. But the problem is a lot of the bands now are trying to do um, splits. So then that's still cutting out if, if the band gets the majority of the split. Right. And you raise the ticket prices, they're getting that, and you're not able to compensate for the lack of sales. So right. It's a tough situation. It is. It is. Unless you bring kicks. <laughs> right. And, you know, like there's there's different uh, approaches that I've seen, like different kind of like experiences and maybe experiments with this. I think Kid Rock is the one that I remember, you know, that basically wanted to sell everything cheap. And so instead of trying to like then raise ticket pricing for seats closer to the stage, it was just a bulk price. Basically, I think it was like anywhere from 30 to 40 bucks. First come, first serve. Then I guess the philosophy was there'd be more money to spend in the event. And then in the event, you know, he then contracted pricing for beer and micro brew, or sorry, macro brew, not micro brew beer, to be $5 a beer. And I have to say that there was a lot more drinking that happened at that show as a result because you just had a cheap ticket price and then you had cheaper beverages. So then more of that was being sold. Now that didn't stick, right? That was one tour that he did that on, but yeah, you know, I it's think, tough. I mean, it, if you're just selling more beer and making the same amount of money, it brings a lot more headaches. Right, people are just pounding down drinks, and you right. know, you've got to have the, the balance for everybody. Right, um, you know, so it's not so expensive that they can't afford it. It can't be so cheap that the business doesn't make any money. You know, the, it's, that's why everybody's not doing it because it's you got to figure it out. Right. Well, and if you oversell the venue, like a couple of shows we've been to, uh-huh. that drives down the drinking too. Yes, you can't literally. It, get it's challenging in a club, right, to get to back and forth to the bar and be with the group that you're there with, without some stuff probably getting stirred up. Yes, I went to another festival, Sweet Life Festival. This is probably I don't know anywhere for anywhere probably seven eight years ago. And that was held at Merriweather, and there was a lot of Gen Z bands that were there, but there was also a lot of older acts. Blondie was there. It was mainly an alt-rock show. I was going for Wolf Alice, so like I'll, I'll give them a little plug like on this show. So if you've never heard Wolf Alice, they're a great kind of like a, a grunge-style band. They're a good throwback to like some good, really kind of authentic 90s grunge. And um, when we were watching them, they even... So not only did they really kind of steer away that festival from alcohol sales in its entirety... They sold. They steered away from soda sales. They shut down the sale of soda, considering that really kind of a bad habit, you know, for people to imbibe in, so to speak. And then pushed boxed water, seltzers, you know. And uh, then, like, I guess is another money making kind of piece. There were rest areas and nap areas, so they were literally like nap compartments. So like a you know, safe rooms crawl into exactly the little you could crawl into. They're kind of stacked up yeah. you know, like a shelving unit and that you could crawl into and then rest, you know, while the festival is happening. That's and then awesome. you would rent that, so to speak, you know, while everything Very was appropriate on. for the Gen Z. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying. That was an extreme <laughs> Gen Z approach because they didn't even necessarily eliminate the alcohol, but they eliminated the soda on top of it, you know, too. Very Gen Z, yeah. Right? And <laughs> yeah. that was that was stunning for us, you know, that, you know, attended that. They just need to, don't be so soft and just <laughs> pound them down. Kevin's got some strong feelings about this. <laughs> yeah. 
Gen X would have been trying to sneak into those pods and do things. <laughs> <laughs> Boys and girls, that, that is. That might have been discussed. Yeah. That might have been, you know, noticed, you know, by those Gen Xers that were in attendance that yeah, day. Particularly if they couldn't get into the into the restrooms. Uh, there was another Gen Xer I know that happened to bring her own whiskey in, so was looking for a little mixer, but then when they stopped selling the sodas, the, the mixer stopped happening, so... They had to go straight. <laughs> they had to like really toughen up. Wow. <laughs> Old West style. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we're still waiting, huh? Nothing from our man Jimmy Haha yet. Where's the cricket sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the cricket. sad trombone. Like it's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll take another break. We'll do our thing. We'll reach out, make sure that this, you know, do our best to get Jimmy on the line and see what happens in the next two minutes. And if not, we may be coming back and Scott may be trying to quiz us. (laughs) All right. I love it. Be right back.